welcome to Exeter Life, a podcast about the people, places, and events that comprise life in Exeter, New Hampshire. I'm Laura Bricker, and Exeter also happens to be my chosen hometown. I've lived here since 1998 and written the Exeter Life column since 2013. This independently produced audio version of Exeter Life started in 2020. This week, we're all finishing up our first COVID Christmas, hopefully our last, and we probably spent it with immediate family. Uh, I did a drive-by church this year instead of in-person, lighting a candle in front of the congregational church, and it seems like everyone I know is on the holiday light driving tour of the seacoast. Check out Daly's in Fremont, Victoria Drive, and Lamprey Village in Epping. Those are my pro tips. And no doubt, I'm not the only one who's feeling some nostalgia this year for Christmas's past. And so this week, a story I wrote in 2016 in my Exeter Life column about Exeter's Santa. For a certain generation of children in Exeter, Francis Franny Wentworth was the real Santa. And though he's been gone since 1994, his daughter Betty Henneberry always feels his presence during this time of the year. Every December, longtime Exeter residents approach her with memories of the man who embodied the spirit of Christmas 365 days a year. He's been gone almost 26 years, and people still talk about him at Christmas time, Betty said. For nearly 30 years, Franny was Exeter Santa, a man who not only wore the suit, but made house calls with gifts when he heard of a family in need. Betty recalls a year he climbed a ladder to a family's attic to deliver presents. Or another time that a little old lady pulled him over in her enthusiasm at seeing Santa. There was also the time that she walked into a mobile home to see a girl she'd gone to school with who desperately needed Santa's help. Betty was often with Santa when he went out to help someone in need, and the things she saw have stayed with her. You really got to see how some people live, how one little thing can make such a difference, Betty said. Franny's path to Exeter legend started when he brought his first suit in 1968 and started visiting children of friends. When the town's former Santa, Dave Peasley, became sick in 1972, the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce approached Franny, and from then on, he was the real deal. He not only resembled Santa, but he radiated goodwill, generosity, and the spirit of giving in his everyday life. He was a kind, kind man, Betty said. My father taught me that giving is better than receiving. Franny took his role seriously, owning at least two red suits and whiskers. Betty was often by his side helping him and recalls hiding under the bandstand to turn on the holiday lights downtown when he snapped his fingers above her during the town's annual open house. But his duties as Santa didn't end there. When he heard about anyone in need, he set out to help. He used to bring presents to families in the Lindenshire Mobile Home Park and to the elderly residents of 277 Water Street. He enjoyed bringing joy to people, Betty said. His joy in life was bringing joy to other people. Franny believed in second chances and not rushing to judgment about someone's situation or mistake they'd made. He believed in the honesty of people, Betty said. Franny was known for his trademark, ho, 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 Santa's got to go, and the twinkle in his eyes. Kids were drawn to him, like the time a little boy who lived on High Street came into Wentworth Lumber when Franny was in his suit. He leaned in and reported, 
My mother and father just put an alarm system in the house. Here's the code. Betty's grandsons, Dan and Tim, loved hearing stories about their great-grandfather. She recalled a time they asked if he traveled all around the world as Santa, to which she told them, no, he just covered Rockingham County. Betty remembers a time she asked Tim what the best thing was that happened the previous year. He pointed to the time he was with her, and she randomly bought coffee for a stranger. It was one of those moments that she felt her father's legacy of kindness being carried forward. When he died, I was so shocked at the people who showed up, she said, recalling students from the Building Trades program at the Seacoast School of Technology who traveled to a national conference thanks to Franny's support. This year especially, Betty is feeling her father with her. As she watched about 50 performers donning Santa suits during a performance of the Radio City Rockettes, she felt a twinge of sadness that she didn't have Franny's Santa suit anymore. The next morning, she got a message from Eileen Blanchard Priest, who found the suit Betty lent her years ago. And the same day, she got a message from her son, Stephen, who lives in Japan. It was a photo of him in a big red suit with a note that he was going to carry on Bumpa's legacy. She plans to send him Franny's trademark suspenders. The first Christmas without her father in 1994 was a tough one for Betty. On Christmas Eve, she stopped in at a Portsmouth Avenue pharmacy. Most of the items were already on the post-Christmas markdown, and the people behind her in line were impatient. Betty noticed a woman in front of her that was visibly poor. She had toys in her basket. When the cashier rang her up, the woman didn't have enough money for the toys. She had tears in her eyes. Betty offered to pay, telling the woman, My dad was Santa Claus for many years in this town, and he believed in passing it along. The woman shook her head no, but eventually let Betty pay as she hugged her and left. As Betty went to check out next, she came up short. The man behind her offered to pay, saying he'd heard what she said about passing it along. The line of customers passed it on down the line that night. Everyone had tears in their eyes. Everyone who had been so angry was now smiling, she said, and that brings me joy 23 years later. It brought me joy when I heard about it as well, and it made me want to look for ways to pass it on, just like Exeter's real Santa would have wanted. That's going to wrap up this Christmas week episode of Exeter Life. You can find me online at Laura Bricker Author on Facebook or on Twitter at Laura Bricker. If you are interested in crime or true crime, you can find me every week on the podcast Crime Writers On. And if you would like to support this independently produced podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm slash Exeter Life. And I do hope you'll tune in again to this podcast because I've still got a lot of stories to tell about life in Exeter.